You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1280 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you from Las Vegas on a Tuesday evening into Wednesday. And thank you for joining us, as always, on the podcast, making us your first listen each and every day. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, as well as YouTube on the video side. And I am, of course, on site covering Summer League. If you missed it already, I've covered the first two games. In podcast form, one over the weekend, and then last night on Monday, I talked to Robbie Cowan of Up Rocks and Dime right here in this very room, and sort of a crossover episode, Robbie was kind enough to join me in person. Today's podcast will be about the Hawks getting their first win in Las Vegas. That's nice to actually have, just for just for morale's sake, for everybody involved, a 95-88 to 88 victory over the Miami Heat, uh, plenty to get to from that contest in this spot, and we'll sort of dive in as we always do on the show, but please subscribe to the show, check out the most recent podcast, as well as the entire slate of offerings. We've been very busy since about the middle of June, talking about the draft, of course, and then free agency, trade reactions, etc. It's all been on the same podcast feed. Okay, with that out of the way, um, AJ Griffin probably still the lead story, despite the fact that he did not play once again in the third game for the Hawks. I speculated last night on the show that I would guess he would not play in this spot if I had to. That ended up being the case because there was no practice in between. I have a feeling the Hawks would like to see him on the floor in a practice setting before he's actually able to play in a game. Um, no further update, though, um, other than he was just ruled out. He's still day-to-day, according to the Hawks officially, and also Nick, Nick Van Exel, the summer league head coach. I asked him after the game about uh, if there's anything new on Griffin, and he basically said, no, it's the same it's the same thing he's day-to-day with the foot discomfort. So uh, big picture, obviously not great, but as I said last night on the show, I'm not panicked about this just yet, and uh, they have every reason to be very, very cautious. Summer league can be a little bit of a uh, teasing kind of thing, so no reason to push him if there is any, and I mean any, concern whatsoever with A.J. Griffin. As for the game itself, and everybody else was available that played in this game, and the Hawks did play much better. They made a bunch of shots. I'm going to play some audio for you later on in the podcast from Nick Manexel, but basically I, I asked him what was the big key to this one that was different. He's basically like, you know, we made shots, and that, that is the case. For the game, the Hawks shot 54% from the floor. They were 8 of 18 from three, a 62% true shooting mark to kind of play that baseline out there for you. And uh, it was mostly guys who are relevant, honestly. Tyrese Martin had a big game. Uh, Sean Brown had a big game as well. True Cooper was Cooper was better in this game, which we'll come back to later on. But uh, other than Chris Clemens, who obviously is a, honestly a pretty proven score as a small guard, even at the NBA level, uh, it was a lot of guys you might recognize uh, that were productive in this one. Uh, the starters changed for the Hawks in this game. It was Sharif Cooper, Tyrese Martin. Those guys uh, are the same as well as, well as Shawnee Brown, but they actually, they actually went to Joel Ayayi at the three, basically, and then Justin Tillman in place of Alpha Kaba. I like that decision. I think Tillman's just a better player than Kaba, for instance. And uh, actually, they did not play Marcus George's Hunt at all in this one. In fact, the Hawks did not play George's Hunt or Grant Golden, and they had been playing. So it was actually a 10-man rotation in this one, a little bit uh, a little bit slimmer on that than it has been in the first two games. Um, as for these first-half takeaways here, uh, they went a li- uh, even smaller, honestly, with that rotation in terms of that starting lineup. Uh, Tillman is a center, really, in sort of practical terms, but definitely a power forward size center. And then Ayayi is just a wing size guy, really, even like, like a, like a two-guard size guy at the three. 
but that ended up working out very well for them. They played with good pace in this spot. Um, I thought it's also better to have Tillman uh, play with Cooper because that opens up things for Cooper, I would say, overall, because uh, Tillman, they, they got some chemistry. They actually played together extensively in College Park last year. So good to see those guys having some time together on the floor. It was a nice pick and roll bucket that ended with a Tillman basket in the first few minutes of this contest. Um, in fact, after the nightmare that was the first two games from a shooting perspective, Shadi Brown made a three on the first possession. For the Hawks, which I'm sure felt good because uh, approximately they were like two for 100 in the first two games from three. Uh, actually, no, it was like nine of 50 something, but it was really, really ugly stuff. And Shawnee shot the ball very well in this one. The Hawks went out to a 28, 20, sorry, 22 8 lead after basically trailing almost the entire way in the first two games. So just kind of a different flow to this one. There was a nice finish, a three point play from Cooper in transition that was nice to see for him after a slow start. He had five assists in the first like six minutes of the game. Good, uh, much, much better pacing from him in this spot. The Hawks were really playing fast, which I think was probably good for them given their, given their size. I'll say this just once, probably, once I forget to say this again. Uh, I will say there was a large downgrade in competition. For the Hawks in this one, which partly leads to the Hawks playing better. Of course, they did a lot of stuff on their own as well. But uh, if you look at the talent disparity between the Summer League Pelicans roster from Monday and the Summer League Heat roster from Tuesday, I have to be objective and tell you that it was a lot worse competition in this spot. Uh, there were no Trey Murphys in this one. There were no Najee Marshalls in this one. It was a lot of uh, G League level guys. So obviously not a huge thing there, but worth noting to adjust just a little bit there that the Hawks were not playing quite as many guys that are uh, on the top level of Summer League competition in this one, which probably helped things overall. But the Hawks were 9 of 11 on the floor in the early going, and they made a couple threes. They shot almost 70% from the floor in the first quarter. And then uh, Clemens was the only real change, the rotation. He actually did not play at all on Monday, ended up giving him a, give, give, actually a huge lift. I think he was, like, tied for the team lead in minutes with 25 and 15 points off the bench. He uh, is not really a prospect um, at this point in time. Chris Clemens, I think, is, like, 28 years old. I'm looking this up as I, as I record this. But, uh, yeah, he is – um, no, actually, I'm wrong about this. He's 24 years old. So my apologies, to Chris Clemens. He's been around for a long. He's been around for a while. The thing with Clemens is that he's a small guard, like a very, very small scoring guard. But he's been in the NBA before, and you can kind of see that he also is their best shooter on the roster. And at least, at least without, without Griffin available, he's kind of their best shooter by a pretty clear margin. So that was nice to see him out there, kind of give them some space. Um, he can really shoot the basketball, no question about that. Um, in the second quarter. The Hawks opened an 11-2 run with the second unit, mostly on jumpers from Clemens and Tyson at the end, made a few, jump, made a few shots. The Hawks led by 19 points, actually, in the second quarter. Um, there were some finishing challenges for Sharif Cooper in the second stint that he came in when he, when he came back in, got a shot blocked, I think, twice in a row against good length. And uh, really, from that point forward, the middle portion of the game was not overly kind to the Hawks. The lead went from 19 down to five at the half, and then in the second, in the second quarter, Sorry, in the second half, it was actually erased entirely. And Miami came back to take the lead in this spot, which is kind of uh, kind of crazy when you factor in how the uh, how the game actually went. The Hawks were still leading for, I don't know, probably like 38 of the 40 minutes in this one. But it was kind of a dip in the middle along uh, and then sort of an uptick later on from there, which would be Tyrese Martin show took over in the third quarter, which was nice to see by all accounts. But we'll get into all that second half stuff as well as some broad takeaways on the individual players in this game. And at the end of the show, some NBA wide stuff as well as some audio from Nick Van Exel and Tyrese Martin. But first, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto, and there are sort of mixed models in our world these days. It actually make it really confusing, honestly. But if you go to a dealership or a local chain store, all you want to do is sell you whatever, whatever they want to sell you. Growth is actually the best option for you or your wallet. 
instead of dealing with all that, if you're not an expert, and I'm not an expert in the auto space by any means, you have access to rockauto.com and home in your pocket. It's a much better option all the way across the board. Why spend more for the exact same parts from a chain store or dealership when you order the rockauto.com? And it's very convenient to do so. It's uh, also a family business. been serving customers for more than 20 years at this point, and Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for each and every customer. They have all the stuff that you want or need for your car or your truck that include, and includes things like tail lamps and brake parts, motor oil, carpet, accessories, and more. And check it out all online at rockauto.com today. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. When you get there, do us a favor and write locked on in the box that asks you how you heard about rockauto.com so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, so after the halftime break, the Hawks, as I mentioned before, had their lead completely gone. Um, Miami took the lead briefly. There was a beautiful possession by the Hawks shortly after that, which I think even Tyrese Martin shared on Twitter. I know the Hawks tweeted it out as well. Uh, what I would just I would say was pretty obviously their best offensive possession of summer league through three games. Um, even I think he made this one of the national rounds as well. But a bunch of like crisp passing on the perimeter. Um, Ball movement was really good there. And then a setup from Cooper, a nice uh, sort of attack there, dropped it off to Tillman, who was fouled and won through point play. And uh, that was one of those like old school mid to, mid 2010s Hawks kind of ball movement plays that uh, everybody likes to see. And then really it was the Tyrese Martin show in the third quarter. He had a sequence in the third where he had a three, then on the next possession, a three point play, and then another three. So he had nine points in three possessions. And then he actually ended up with about 11 points in like two and a half minutes of clock time in this one. Uh, and that basically took the lead from Hawks up by one back up to like 12 or 13 with a little help from a layup from somebody else in that run as well. But it really was an impressive little sequence for Martin, who played with a lot of confidence in this one. Uh, I know Van X will talk about that a lot, which we'll get, to, we'll get back to later on. But he was really aggressive. Good to see that from him. As far as crush time is concerned, uh, the Hawks were up the entire way fairly comfortably, I will say. But um, they were up like nine with three and a half minutes to go. Uh, they went empty a few times. Then the Heat actually missed the layup that they probably could have made to make things interesting with like, I don't know, two minutes to go or so. Uh, Martin then scored kind of a dagger bucket and then gave a too small gesture, putting his hand down, which is always a, a crowd pleaser. Uh, there was a four-point play by the Heat in the final minute, which was not great uh, execution-wise, but they held him off, and uh, that was the end of that. Um, obviously, with regular season games, I will do more of a deep dive for new listener of the podcast. What we do during the actual season is go through everything that transpired with my analysis, quarter-by-quarter -quarter stuff, et cetera. But at Summer League, not necessarily going to be doing that, but we'll focus now on some player, some player takeaways. Quickly on the guys who are not really uh, sort of roster-relevant, I thought basically everyone played better on the, on this day um, across the board, you know, I guess Akinjo was a little bit shaky on the ball, had three turnovers, but I thought his defense was pretty good as usual. Uh, Hutchinson was pretty good off the bench for the Hawks. Tyson Antiam made a couple of made a couple shots. Uh, Alpha Cabo was okay, kind of a small role. And uh, I will just say this: I don't I don't mean to be meaning to Alpha Cabo, but I think it's probably over for him. People were asking me today, like what was going on with um, you know, his rights in the Hawks. I think you know he's still. They have his rights, but I don't think that Alpha will be coming over and being on the Hawks roster if I had to guess at any point. He's 26 now, and uh, obviously it was usurped it even today in the lineup by uh, by Tillman, etc. Um, elsewhere, uh, the starting five, all pretty relevant guys for me. Oh, I did mention, I should mention this, that Chris Clemens, again, I said this earlier, but he was awesome in this game. 15 points, six rebounds, and by the way, six rebounds for a guy who's like 5'10-ish, maybe, if that. Um, in 25 minutes, he was 4 away from the floor, 2-4 from 3, and 5-5 five, five at the free throw line. 
Um, but the, the five starters were all guys that uh, either I like or that are at least roster relevant for the Hawks. Um, Ayayi is a guy who's not on a contract for the Hawks right now, but I've always liked him, as I talked about before, Summer League. Uh, nine points, eight rebounds for Ayayi, and also assist in a steal. He just does all the little things very, very well, defends well, did foul a bunch in this game, but still I thought played uh, particularly solidly on the wing. Um, uh, Tillman was a little bit shaky with his finishing also had eight fouls. Yes. You have, uh, you're allowed to have eight fouls in summer league. 10 is the, uh, is the, is the foul out point in summer league, which he kind of actually at least marginally approached in this one. Uh, but I thought Tillman at least gave him some decent minutes, uh, finishing wise, not his best effort, but I think his touch is still a strength of his just some side limitations. And defensively he had some, uh, some mishaps along the way as well, but I thought he was okay for the most part. Um, Shawnee Brown shot the ball much better today. He had kind of an outlier bad shooting game on Monday. It's probably an outlier good shooting game on this night, but it's 18 points on 11 shots. That's a good ratio. Five rebounds and a steal. Played more power forward in this game. He actually started at the four, basically. I know I mentioned earlier, and actually he even said um, he's been playing the two and three, and that's sort of his primary look. But I think that even going back to last year, him at the four is pretty in, pretty interesting in a lot of ways, given his, uh, given his speed at that position. I thought he played well um, for the most part in this game. Uh, Sharif Cooper, I thought was miles better in this one. Four points that had nine assists, uh, a steal, and actually he was credited with two blocks, which is kind of funny for a guy of, of Sharif's stature. Uh, three turnovers, which is not 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 great, but it's not not bad either. Um, you know, he was not fantastic, and I think if Sharif had done this exact thing in game one or game two, it would have been kind of an anonymous kind of performance. But this was he was much better. Uh, the first two games, he was really really struggling to the point where it was a little bit worrisome. To be honest, he played with much better pace in this game. Um, as a score, there wasn't too much juice there. And uh, I think it's notable that Memphis has been saying this as well. They've been switching, uh, sorry, the opponents have been switching a lot against the Hawks. And Sharif is more of that like old school pick and roll operator, not necessarily the, the best switch beater in the world. But I think that uh, he's he found a little bit more comfort in this game uh, and the passing was much better. He, he was much more crisp and much more aggressive, not, not, not quite as much passive as he was on Monday, which was nice to see. Uh, still has room to grow. In fact, I think he was probably better at times last year still in summer league than he was today, but it was by far his best game of the three. And then Tyrese Martin, again, played extremely well. 21 points on 14 shots for Martin, two of five from three, which is good to see from him. Um, seven of nine on twos, six rebounds, uh, no steals, no assists, no blocks. And it's worth noting that Martin, um, as a college player, was always a low assist guy. He's not a great passer by any means for a wing. That's probably his biggest weakness as an offensive player, unless the shot is kind of a weak as well. Uh, if you missed any of this from the draft stuff, uh, Martin was kind of a shaky to non-shooter the first three years of college, and then kind of had a breakout last year. The Hawks are not quite sure what to make of this shooting at this point in time, but he's at least willing to get him up. He's, he's aggressive. Rebounding-wise, he's been pretty good there already in summer league, and that's the strength of his going back to college. Defensively, he's been a little bit lost. Um, I know Glenn Willis mentioned this on, on AT on 29 this week, but uh, Martin is, has some rookie stuff going on defensively, which is not a problem. I think his tools are just fine there. Actually, that's probably one of his intriguing points eventually, but rookies always struggle defensively in certain in certain times, and that's been the case. But I thought he was awesome in this one, especially in the third quarter. I think he had 13 points in the third alone and uh, really getting to the rim. That's something the Hawks do not have a lot of on this roster, obviously more now with Jonte Murray. But in previous years, it's really just been Trey as their primary get downhill guy. I'm not saying Martin's going to play a big role in the team this year because he probably isn't. But I think that long term, the hope would be for Martin, who is, by the way, still unsigned and could be on a two way, could be on a full contract. We'll see. But I think that that's one of his strengths right now is he's willing and able to attack the rim in a way that's pretty encouraging. And I think the Hawks do like him for a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have on the game itself today. The Hawks are guaranteed to play two more times in Las Vegas. The next one is Thursday. It's actually an afternoon game. It's the first game of the day in Vegas. It's a 1 p.m. local time tip-off, so a 4 p.m. Eastern time game on Thursday against San Antonio. 
It'll be on ESPN2. So if you're a sicko looking to watch that on a Thursday afternoon, either post-work or during work, perhaps, if you're still there, uh, that's the next one on the agenda. And then the Hawks will play either Friday or Saturday. Not entirely sure which one just yet because the, the NBA has to announce that. It, it will not do that until after the games end, probably Wednesday at least, if not Thursday. So keep that in mind. I'll, I'll sort of fill you in as that goes. I'm not planning to do no show in between games. If there's something that will necessitate it, if there's a trade or something like that, I will definitely break in and do that. But uh, as far as the plan is concerned, I'll podcast after that game on Thursday and uh, get and sort of get it going from there. Okay, before we get to some more stuff, including some audio from Nick Van Exel and Tyrese Martin from today's game, a word from our sponsors on the show. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. NBA Madness continues right now with Summer League still in full swing out here in Las Vegas. I am living proof of that. And the draft is, of course, in the past, but all eyes are on the future. Still with Summer League for agency, still kind of open at this point. And with that in mind, Bet Online is the place to fire away on the future market. And the Bet Online is also the number one source for all the betting needs that you have in sports information, both in the near future and always. Find all the latest odds, news, and developments across the sports world, including Summer League odds, major events, MLB odds and scores, the latest fight stuff, and futures on the NBA. NFL, college and college basketball, and as well as hockey, Stanley Cup stuff, etc. Bet Online is your continuous source for all, all the other wagering averages that you'd like as well, and that includes live betting and esports, poker, casino games, and more. And beyond that, there are other sports available at Bet Online right now, like the big ones like soccer and hockey, golf, tennis, also auto racing, horse racing, etc. They even have rugby, lacrosse, table tennis cricket, entertainment bets, and all the sports that you possibly want. It's all in one place at Online. Head there right now today at, on your computer mobile device to learn more about all the trends and the action in the sports world, but online where the game starts. All right, and before some audio from Ben Exel and Tyrese Martin, um, some new NBA actually announcements from Tuesday. So in addition to Adam Silver doing a press conference, which doesn't have a ton of like Hawks-related news involved, uh, there was actually an announcement from the league on some rule stuff, which is actually interesting. Uh, first, they uh, sort of a no-brainer thing, but they adopted the play-in tournament on a full-time basis. That is not a surprise at all. Uh, that was why we expected to be happening uh, after this first two years. It was never going to be actually going away. I like the play-in in general. It's not like 100% uh, universally loved, but I like that. I think it's been good for competition. It's good. It's sort of good, exciting basketball that matters from teams. They're not great necessarily. If you're in the play-in, you're not a great basketball team. I think, you know, last year's Hawks were not great necessarily. They were still in the play-in and made, made their way out of it. But I, I do like the play-in as far, as far as a competitive balance kind of thing and also gives some, some incentive to teams to, to kind of try to win late in the season. Um, the Board of Governors also approved a change that's pretty interesting for gameplay, and that's trying to, uh, trying to eliminate take fouls. So basically they're trying to legislate away the part of the game where players – are intentionally hacking to stop fast breaks. The Hawks have been very uh, aggressive in doing this, especially Gallinari's is kind of was kind of their, post, their poster boy for this. But uh, the Euro foul is kind of what it's called as well, where you grab a guy to avoid a fast break defensively. It's not. It's it's probably good strategy. At least it used to be good strategy, and I will say that always. But it's also kind of bad for the product because fast breaks are interesting and exciting, and fans like them. So I think that's why the league's doing this to kind of give you more opportunities to see guys in transition. The penalty is going to be uh, one free throw, which anyone on the floor can take for the offense and then also the offense keeps keeps the ball so it's not like you can just foul a bad free throw shooter it has to be it's actually they get to choose the free throw shooter like a technical foul basically uh, and then the offense keeps the ball so um, we'll see if that works i think it definitely will i'm sure guys will forget along the way that uh that's probably going to be necessary but uh, alas that's where we are at this point in time also sham sarani reported they discussed the idea i want to say discuss one more time discuss the idea of an in-season tournament for all 30 teams. And then the top eight would enter a single elimination tournament, including a final four style event 
at a neutral site at the end of that. That is a not officially happening. So the other things are actually announced. Um, this was not officially happening, nor was it voted on. It was just discussed at the Board of Governors meeting on Tuesday. I am not the biggest fan, honestly, of this, and it will not happen until at least next year. Um, it might be better with real stakes. I'm not really sure how I would do that, but I think the mid-season tournament's not, it's kind of a soccer-style thing. Uh, not really my bag necessarily, but maybe if they can find a way to incentivize players, it will be uh, useful. But for now, we'll handle that in the future. But it has to be collectively bargained because they'll probably add games to the schedule, which I'm sure players don't necessarily want to do. Um, lots of give and take on like what, what's the reward going to be because if teams don't have a proper incentive to go out and play their best guys and try to win that thing, it can kind of go uh, the wrong way in a hurry. So we'll see how that all goes at this point. Okay, uh, last thing. I'm going to give, uh, I'm just going to basically play some audio for you. It's not the greatest audio because uh, Summer League's kind of a kind of a whirlwind at the end of games in a lot of ways. So no video uh, and it's going to be audio audio only or if you're watching on the video side. But uh, first up is Nick Van Exel. This is, I'm just going to play, play you his, his entire post-game interview from Tuesday's game for some color. You hear him talk about Cooper, hear him talk about the way they played overall, a brief update on AJ Griffin, et cetera. And here's, here's Nick Van Exel, mostly for, for, with questions for me after the game on Tuesday. So what was uh, what was different today that you liked? Obviously, besides the result itself, what was uh, what was better today? I made shots. Yeah, made some shots, man. Uh, shot 53 percent. First two games we were low thirties. I mean, when you make shots, you give yourself a chance. But uh, with that being said, I thought, you know, what we talked about this morning was playing with a pace, getting downhill, and making an extra pass. And I thought those guys did a great job with that. And also uh, the two-point guards did a great job with their, their tempo of the game. Like they, they weren't in too much in a hurry for most part of the game. They really controlled the tempo and made some really good passes. I was going to ask about Sharif. Obviously, a couple, a couple of struggle games. He was better today. What did you see from him? Uh, you know, assists and all, just kind of run offense. For, for me, it was just his, his pace. You know, watching film with him and letting him understand, uh, trying to help him understand when you go into the paint against these big trees, it's hard to finish. So he has to slow himself down so he can see the whole floor. I thought he did that pretty good, and he made some good passes. Tyrese had a big game, especially second half. What did you see from him just here in attack mode? Uh, Tyrese, is uh, he's showing some stuff. He's showing some stuff. Uh, you know, I, I like to, to joke a little bit, to keep the, <laughs> keep the bunch loose. And uh, I drew up a play for him, and he wanted it in the post. I said, you ain't got no post game. He's like, yeah, give it to me down there. And I gave it to him, and he made a really, really good move. He missed the shot, but he's showing, you know, people what he can do. Is there any uh, update on AJ beyond just the day-to-day stuff? Same thing as, uh, as it's been. I, I just, I just know day-to-day. I know as much as you do. Uh, I know he's trying, so stay today. What's the with the day off tomorrow? What's sort of the, the mindset the rest of for the rest of the way? Knowing you got two more to play. Just keep improving. Uh, these, it's these guys' career. So if they can take something from this summer league that we've given them and when they go to that next place, they hear it, it registers a little bit quicker. You know, that's what it's about, you know, transferring that information. And hopefully, you know, they keep it in their system and they grow from it. All right. And last thing, uh, some audio from Tyrese Martin from Tuesday after the game. You will hear some questions from Annie Finberg of Hawks.com. Annie, shouts to Annie if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but uh, I just kind of let her cook on this one. Uh, interviewing Tyrese, actually the video is available on Hawks social as well. But here's uh, Tyrese Martin after his big game on Tuesday afternoon slash evening. All right, Tyrese, you got that win under your belt. What felt different about today versus the other games? Um, just our pace, you know, just our energy on the defensive end. You know, we were very communicating on defensive end. And it translated to offense, and I feel like that was the biggest difference rather than the other two games we played. 
game high 21 points for you. What was working so well for you on the offensive side? Um, I think the game just slowed down. You know, it's a different level for me. Um, coming from college, the game definitely faster. So I feel like after getting a couple under my belt, uh, it definitely slowed down. I was able to just get downhill and play with them myself. I felt like myself. Coach Van Exel joked that you were trying to show off all of your moves, especially even in the post. How important has it been for you to show off how well-rounded your game is? Uh, yeah, I just want, you know, wherever I feel like I'm effective and help us win, that's where, I, you know, I feel like I'm going to excel at. And the coach joked with me and asked me if I could go down on the post, and I told him, yeah, I didn't get the bucket, but I feel like I got to get shot off. And a couple more games here at Summer League. How do you guys carry this momentum and close it out strong? Um, you know, this is a big win, so, we you know, we just got to go back, watch film, see what we messed up. You know, we almost could get that game away at the end. We got to make sure we finish quarters better and, you know, just make sure we carry this momentum over to the next game. All right. And that's it for today's show. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'll be back again one more time um, after the game on Thursday from Las Vegas, and then we'll get into the schedule from there. Offseason is approaching. I'm kind of already there, obviously, but the true offseason starts when Summer League is over, but we'll have content. If you're not familiar with this, we don't go away when the season ends. We're going to be here multiple times a week, every week between now and training camp and the ramp back up at that point in time. So please subscribe, rate and review. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Hawks. Follow me on Twitter at BT Roll, if you would like to do that, and we'll see you all later in the week.